Well, I'm very excited to find out more about Nice Bike today. Let me read you a very interesting bio here. Um, what happens when you mix thousands and thousands of black leather bandana wearing, tatted up Harley Davidson riders at 100th anniversary with one beige rental car? Well, the end result is Nice Bike. It's a powerful catalyst to help build stronger, more unified teams. The message inspires audience members to be more engaged and passionate about connecting with others. My guest today, Mark Sharon Brock, is an Emmy Award-winning speaker, and he'll take us on a fun ride with the Nice Bike. Mark, good morning and welcome. Thanks for getting up so early and being with us this morning. Hey, good morning, Will. As seen on Oprah. It's great to be with you. Yes, that's right. I think I'll be known for that for the rest of my life, you know, but that's not to be known for. It's a great, grateful for that, pal. Absolutely. I have, I have no issues with that. So I'm very excited about it. All right. So fill in the, the story here. Tell us about this beige rental car. Tell us about the Harley guys and, and how we came up with nice bike or you did. Uh, I'm a Minnesota guy. In fact, I, I'm with the guy from New Berlin, Wisconsin. It feels more like the day after Christmas than the day after Easter. It's snow and, and cold here. So anyway. Wow. Um, I, like you, I'm a, uh, I speak to different groups. And I was flew from Minneapolis to go to Milwaukee to speak to a group of educators in Nina, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee. It was late in August. And I arrived in Milwaukee, driving north. And I suddenly realized I had just dropped into the Harley Davidson Motorcycle Company 100-year anniversary. There were half a million hardcore black leather bandana Harley riders. Will, I've never been on a Harley, not a Harley guy. But that day in that beige Ford Taurus I had rented driving through Milwaukee, I wanted a Harley. I want to be a part of that Harley tribe. And... I'm curious, like you are, and so I pull over these different venues, and you'd see these, you know, like right out of Game of Thrones, big bearded, chain on the wall, a tattooed Harley rider next to this black, beautiful, shining bike of theirs. A stranger would walk by and glance over and go, ah, nice bike. And there was this beautiful exchange of the two people. You know, the stories would come out. The guy had worked with his dad. His dad was a Harley guy, yada, yada. And I kept hearing this and I kept seeing these exchanges and I realized it wasn't about the bike. It wasn't about the Harley. It was about this exchange of the connection made between people. And the next day when I was speaking to a group of teachers in Nina, I said, you know, it's the first day of school when kids come in tomorrow and standing by the door, instead of as kids come in saying, good morning, good morning, you know, Will, it's so good to have you in my class today. That's nice bike. And the teacher's nodded. I went, oh, there's something here. And so that's what's become my metaphor of how we connect with others and make a difference in their lives. So interesting you bring that up. There's a teacher that I talk about in my speaking, especially when I speak to education audiences. 
He's here in Florida. I had seen it on Facebook, but he does exactly that. He sits down so that he's in a chair so that the children all line up in front of him first thing in the morning. And he says, you know what, Elisa, I love having you in this class because you have the brightest smile. High five. Hmm. You know, Jim, what I love about you is the way you always help all the little, the other little kids. High five. And is, is that an example of what you're talking about? Is nice bike simply... Uh, a way of connecting through a compliment? It starts there. I go a bit deeper uh, in saying that nice bike is supported by three action words, uh, acknowledge, honor, and connect. Acknowledge is to be fully aware of others, to be, to be present in their lives at that moment. Uh, honor others means to create remarkable experiences for them, make a deposit in their memory bank. And connect means make it personal, is to own your actions in this world to make a difference in the lives of others. Knowledge, honor, and connect. Is right. that right? All right. Knowledge, honor, and connect. So if you and I walked up past each other in the airport, how would you acknowledge, honor, and com- connect with me as we are shuffling to get to our planes? Could you give me an example? Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it, it depends if you're a stranger, if it's somebody that I knew. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's it's going beyond a, a simple compliment and seeing something in the other person to make that deeper connection. I mean, a simple example for you is right off the opening, uh, as seen live on Oprah. Uh, yeah, you yes. want a really cool example within education um, or here or business. Um, I bet you stay at a fair amount of Marriott hotels in your travels. Yes, I, I met Bill Marriott uh, at a New York City at the uh, Times Square Marriott Marquis. Wow. And I uh, did an interview with him quickly. And we're walking down the hallway, and there's a gentleman polishing the, the marble floor with a round polisher. Instead of walking by him, Bill Marriott stops, does a U-turn, introduces himself to him. He says, my name's Bill Marriott. My name's on the front of the hotel. Can I get your name, sir? He says, my name's Juan, Mr. Marriott. He said, Juan, this first impressions make a big difference. This marble floor looks absolutely amazing today. I'm just curious. The corners look even better than the main part of the floor, and you're using a round buffer. Those are square corners. How do you do that? And Juan explained to him that he hand polishes them with his uh, uh, his his cloth in his back pocket. And Marriott pulls out a business card, writes his cell phone number, and says, "We really appreciate what you're doing here for us, Juan. If there's anything I can ever do to help you and make this hotel the best it can be, just give me a call, and I'll be there for you." He hands him the business card. The exchange took about 60 seconds. And I'm thinking, Bill Marriott knows how Juan polishes the floor. His father made him do it to start out in the business. But he, he, he acknowledged, instead of walking by somebody that was part of his team, he acknowledged him by being present at that moment and noticing how good the floor looked. He honored him by creating a remarkable experience, giving him that business card with his cell phone number, is Juan ever going to call Bill Marriott? I don't think so. But that that business card is going to end up on Juan's refrigerator with little magnetic bananas for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he connected with him by making it personal. I mean, there's there's a thousand examples of how we can, instead of walking by people, to acknowledge them and be present at that moment, honor them by doing something cool that they remember and bringing a smile to their face and connecting. We have that ability. We have that power. We have that gift to connect with others. It's why we're in this world. How amazing and how cool that you got to witness that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's why we're in this world is to make the lives of others better in some way. 
And he absolutely, the fact that you were there with him when this happened is, is wonderful because you can now share this story. And for those of you who don't stay in Marriott hotels, usually there's a painting of Bill Marriott and his dad somewhere, uh, often by the elevators. And uh, they have created an amazing company. And those little things, I'm sure, are the things that make the big difference. Were you surprised when Marriott did that? I heard stories about Bill Marriott of how, I mean, he's very successful. And yet in his 70s, he was visiting over 100 properties a year, 200 properties a year, uh, making sure that they they look wonderful, they're being run properly. And so, I mean, hands-on, if your name is on the hotel, to take a hands-on approach for your people to let them know that they're valued and to make sure your guests feel like they're valued too. No, I wasn't surprised at all. Okay, good. You were not surprised. It's just a wonderful example. People think that uh, certain types of hotels or certain types of service, that somehow they just happen. And yet what I'm hearing from you is that old concept that morale trickles down from the top too, that by him willing to engage to with Juan in this example, uh, it, it improved the entire I would imagine Juan told everybody at the hotel and probably showed his business card to all of his peers. No question about it. Yeah. What is it, in your opinion, what have we learned from COVID that is going to change our lives going forward? Yeah, I'm not sure about you, Will, but I I think it's true with a lot of us that we learn more from our challenges than we do from our wins. Uh, Would you agree? I would hope. So. Yes, here I am. <laughs> Sorry, I was clicking the wrong button. That one just for a little while. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Let me chew on that one for a while. I think I think we learn a lot more from our challenges, from some of the problems that we overcome. Yes, absolutely, we, because our problems bring to surface often things we didn't even realize. I mean, I mean, I would hope that what we've learned from COVID, we can move forward in in life uh, beyond it to to do great things. I, I would think three things that I've learned, I hope a lot of, a, I think a lot of people have, is number one, everyday heroes. You know, for the very first time, delivery people, postal carriers, grocery store clerks, and especially healthcare workers and teachers were really valued for the contributions that they make. Uh, I mean, our son and daughter-in-law lived in Brooklyn across from a trauma center. And seven o'clock every night, people would stand out on their balconies, banging pots and pans, in, in honoring those people and then nice biking them for the job that they did. I, I think we need to carry that forward. That every now and then, if, if you're the boss, if somebody shows up for work, hey, thanks for being here today. Because there are people that don't show up. Uh, I think we've learned that uh, we need to learn how to, how to adapt and embrace uh, change and embrace innovation. Uh, whether we like it or not, um, we, a lot of us were challenged, whether it was a Zoom conversation or, or whatever it was, we had to learn how to adjust. And I think that's helpful for us to do in a healthy way. And most of all, uh, human connection. I mean, when the masks are off, we can look at people and see their smile and see their expression, how valuable that is and how much it means to us. I mean, I, I, I spoke at a, uh, a national event for funeral directors and cemeterians and talked to a lot of them about how painful it was for families not to be able to remember someone's life without a lot of people being there. 
and that that human connection means so much. So I think to be able to make everyday heroes continue to make them feel valued, nice like them, I think that uh, constantly finding ways for us to get better in learning how to adapt, and most of all, the importance of human connection. You know, it's funny, you, as you talk about the nice bike, one of the things that I write about and speak about is uh, the social awkwardness that is broken through complaining. When people get on an elevator, um, it's so easy, because it, it, it's awkward, to break the tension by complaining. Ah, oh, the Marlins sure blew that game, or can you believe it's ever going to stop raining? And yet, uh, I was talking to Joe Vitale about this, and he said that what he tries to do is to, I guess, nice bike people. He gets on the elevator and he compliments something they have or something they're wearing. He's like, you don't compliment someone's body or anything like that. That's creepy. But you can say, those are great shoes. Where did you get those shoes? Or I like that umbrella. Is, is, that's an example of nice biking, isn't it? It is. It's, yeah. It's moving forward in a positive way with others. It's connecting them. And instead of treating people like robots, uh, they're fellow travelers on this journey we have together. And so to reach out to others is is a nice bike. So how did your speaking career evolve? I always like to find out how a person ends up doing what we well, you, you started in your own church. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I was talking with somebody yesterday. I spoke for uh, 17 years on every Sunday, pretty much. So I did. I had a lot of behind-the-scenes speaking before I ever became a professional. I mean, that's uh, you got to come up with new material every week. Every I mean, you, week. You, you yeah. didn't have the Bible a bit to back up. Uh, right. <laughs> and you had some good material to work with. But uh you know, in high school, uh, a lot of guys formed bands and uh, because they have musical ability, we had no musical ability. So there were four of us that formed a comedy group in Minnesota, uh, but there were no comedy clubs to perform in. And so we, we performed in high schools and colleges. And when the group broke up shortly after our college years, I ended up going as a solo speaking in high schools. So I was a high school assembly speaker for over 20 years, speaking in gyms about 3,500 gyms across North America. So you started literally speaking in high school and then went right into speaking at other schools? Is that correct? I, I did. That's right. And I think speaking in high school gyms is one of the best training areas in the world because it's a tough audience to win over. But once you win them over, I mean, I, I love that time in their lives. I enjoyed my high school years. And I, it's kind of like if you've seen a good movie or a good restaurant, you tell somebody, hey, you got to go to this place. That's That was my, my whole message, that high school isn't the greatest. They're not the greatest days of your life. But as long as you're there, why not become engaged, make some good decisions, and and make some great memories at that time instead of regrets? And well, then as, as, as kids grew up, uh, as I continued to speak, they got jobs at different businesses, and then they decided to – as soon as Google was invented, they said, it's, we need a speaker. Let me, I heard a guy back in high school, let me Google him, see if he's still alive. And uh, they brought their kind of transition. So I do some speaking to educators now as you do, and then to business groups for the most part. And it's funny, you bring, in, you bring up the national funeral directors. We have emailed them several times and they've contacted us, but it's never happened before. So you use that. That's one of those, well, it doesn't quite fit the theme this year, but next year. So we just keep talking. So. Good. I'm sure it's going to happen. What is, in your opinion, what is the most important skill 
that we can learn to connect with people? Oh, it seems so obvious, Will, but for me, it's, it's taking an interest in others. Uh, my absolute favorite quote, in fact, one that changed my life was from Barbara Jordan, uh, who was from Texas, one of the first black women elected to Congress in Texas. And Oh, Barbara thank Jordan, you. I did not know who that was. Yeah, Barbara Jordan was, uh, in fact, there's an airport named after her in Austin, Texas. Barbara Jordan was on the television program 60 Minutes years ago. And she said, it's more important to be interested than interesting. And I always thought that to be liked by others, you had to be interesting. But what I found out is it's exactly opposite. It's more important to be curious about others. It's more important to notice their Harley instead of showing off yours. It's more important about, you know, finding out about others and finding out their story. I mean, everybody has a story. And if you are curious and, and find out what their story is, you make a, a meaningful connection. But and it also takes the stress off of you having to be that center of attention, right? Exactly. I mean, if you go to a, a large reception, whether it's a, a wedding or a, a business meeting, how many times do you see people kind of off in the corner, off the side, and they're, and they're staring at their phone like there's something going on there? It's because that they don't want, they're, they're shy about connecting with others. It's, you know, introverts, extroverts. I, I think if you're just curious, because if I'm at a different events and I talk to people I'm, I'm not, I don't know very well or at all, or if I'm on an airplane and, and I engage in a conversation, I ask questions because I'm curious, because I want to find out people's story. Nine out of 10 people will answer every question I ask. And at the end of the conversation, I'll know a lot about them and they'll know absolutely nothing about me. One out of 10, says, how about you? What's your story? I, I think the, the greatest gift you can give to somebody else is to be that one out of 10, to take an interest in somebody else instead of telling your story to try to engage with them. What a great comment. I, I think of, there are some people who are always, my dad was this way. Okay, you're saying something now. Let me figure out how I can tell you about me as it relates to what you're saying. And then I think about my friend, Scott Lesnick, who's also a professional speaker, who somehow manages always to turn the conversation back to me. <laughs> and I love him. Uh, what I find is, though, I'll have questions. I'll start asking him. And he is that one in 10. He's like, what about you? Or I'm sure you've experienced this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So in many ways, what I'm hearing is it is inviting other people into the conversation and taking a genuine interest in them without trying to one-up, compare, et cetera, et cetera. It truly is just taking a genuine interest in others. Is that what I'm Exactly. Um, it's taking an interest in others. It's being curious. It's to know that everyone has a unique story about them. And to take an interest in that is, is a real connection. It's, it's what the Nice Bike Foundation is really all about. It's a great shortcut too, just to think about this concept of nice bike. And it can be just getting on the elevator and seeing my neighbor and complimenting their dog or their shoes or something like that, or asking, taking an interest in them. You know, I, I, there's a, a grocery store that we'd always go to that was in our neighborhood. And the, the young lady that was bagging our groceries, her name was Gabby. And the name was appropriate for young Gabby, a high school student, because she was a real chatter. 
And I was asking Gabby how she enjoyed working there. She said, I absolutely love it. Uh, Dale, my manager, is so cool because he found out that I um, I love animals. I love dogs. And there's this uh, gentleman called the Dog Whisperer. I forget his name, Caesar something. And he was in Minneapolis uh, giving a- Caesar. Oh, I had it. Okay, go oh, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Milan. Yeah, Dale, the manager, got her and her parents tickets to go listen to the guy uh, as a way of saying thank you for being so engaging with our customers. And by having conversations with her, knowing that that was important to her, not just, you know, the employee of the month is nice, a little plaque up on the wall, but for a manager, for a supervisor to take an interest in somebody else, find out what's important to them, and then reward them with that, uh, that's a classic nice bike. And people, I mean, if you've got 10 employees, a lot of people will say, well, I don't have time for that. I've got too many employees. But I think about uh, Mary Kay Ash writing personal notes, dozens every single day to people along her chain and uh, complimenting them and, and encouraging them as a result and knowing them, you know, it just, we all want to be known. We all want to be seen. We just all want to be connected with. And it's a matter of whether I have time or whether I have my priorities in line. Yeah. That uh, quote from uh, the movie Harvey, you can either be oh so smart or you can be oh so kind and kind is better. <laughs> I just love that line. Yeah, could you give me another example of a business or school using the nice bike concept? Sure. Uh, an old middle school north of Austin, Texas, it was the day after the Christmas break and all the staff were in the cafeteria at the middle school. The middle school is about 900 students. And Randy Adair, the principal, got up. I spoke at the school and heard the story. Randy Adair got up and said, welcome back, everybody. We had a good start to the year. We need to end in a great way. Uh, if you look at the walls, I put the names of all 900 of our students up on the wall. Now, on your table, you'll see these little stickers, little white stickers. I want you to go up and put a sticker by the name of every student that is named and known to you. Not just that you know their name, but something about them. The fact you know that Will was on the Oprah show, that he created the No Complaint bracelet, that he lives in Florida right now. He's something about them. So they all went up and put stickers by people's names. They sat down and counted. And of the 900 students, 430 did not have a sticker. I mean, a, a wow. ton of kids had a bunch of stickers to make Mondays fun, a ton of kids had a bunch of stickers to make Fridays fun, but there's a group in the middle that just wasn't really connected. He said, I believe we'll become a better school if we connect with every student. Right? Take a, Here's the different colored stickers. Make a minimum of five, maximum of 10, and put stickers by kids' names and make a connection. I mean, I, I don't need you to be big brother, big sister, but I need you to make a connection. Just go up in the hallway and say, hello, Will. It's so good to see you. Take an interest. Well, what happened? Uh, discipline referrals were cut in half. Engagement activities went up significantly. Uh, on their standardized test scores over a two-year time period, they went from 82% passing rate to a 92% passing rate. Of the 50 schools in the county, after three years, they had been rated number 26 academically. They moved up to number five. And the only wow. thing changed were adults in the school who acknowledged kids, who honored them and connected with them in a meaningful way. I, I think wow. that it's true of a, a workplace. It's true of a corporate culture. It's true of a a place of worship, it's true of a school, that when that culture is one of real human connection, we're here for each other, to help each other grow and to acknowledge each other, 
amazing things happen. I can't remember his name, Adam something, but he has a church in Leewood, Kansas. He started this church. And when I lived in Kansas City, he had 16,000 people attending. And I read his book on how he did it. And it was like, I got to know every single person. I kept a card on them. I knew their children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So even on a very large scale, it can be done. I, it got to the point where he said he started hiring other ministers who then knew groups and he would assign them. But that idea of knowing, acknowledging other people and specifically caring about what is important to them as opposed to how they fit into the, the wheel that is the church or the business or whatever. Yeah. It, go ahead. Here's a simple, nice bike for our viewers yeah. today, and I appreciate people tuning in. Will I, the next time you go into it, get out of your car at the next time you stop at a fast food place. And when you walk up the counter, I mean, watch other people and how they interact with the young person or the older person behind the counter taking the order. They walk up, they look at the, the screen up there and say, I'll, I'll take uh, two number fives and a, and, a, and a Pepsi. Do this instead. When it's your turn to stop up there, take a breath, look at the person, look at their little name tag and say, uh, Will, how you doing? And the person will kind of look at you and go, I'm, I'm, I'm good. That's great to hear. Here's my order for today. Instead of treating them like a vending machine, treat them like a human being and see how they react. It's not that's amazing, but it's this human connection of treating people like people instead of vending machines. I'm sure you've noticed this, but on airlines, I always say, Linda, thank you so much for this, et cetera. And then I get bumped to first class. I get better treatment and, and it's just it, but it's genuine. I'm not expecting it. It's not a ploy. And I think that's kind of the key. When you agree, you've got to be genuine in this, not just another way of manipulating people. It's, it's not a technique. It's not a tool. It's human connection. It's what I went back to about COVID. Uh, what's really important to us? What matters? And when something is taken away from you, you really see it more than ever before. So I, I think to be grateful, you opened up your program. What, what are we grateful for? Uh, we're grateful for those that connect with us in a meaningful way that comes from the heart and, and is memorable for us. Wonderful. They're called, they're called nice people, right? Right. Yes. Which is, is an acquirable skill, I think. My guest today is Mark Sharon Brock. Check him out at nicebike.com. That's www.nicebike.com. Whether you are watching now live or you are watching this on one of the many ways that we offer it on various platforms, be sure and like, comment, and share. Well, this has been great. Everybody check out Mark and thank you again. I know it's early there and thank you for getting up on this. I can see the cold behind you. So, Hey, I'm uh, not complaining about anything. It's early, it's cold, but I'm with Will and all your <laughs> viewers. So I'm happy about that. And Hey, we also have got a, uh, you've got a wonderful best-selling book. We've got an award-winning book, Nice Bike, Making Meaningful Connections on the Road of Life. And People can pick up. It's all loaded with great stories about connecting with others. It's on Amazon and our website. So uh, appreciate your help with that, too. Yes, everyone, please check out Mark's book, uh, Nice Bike. And also, as I've said before, I know that a lot of my former speaking clients watch this every day. And so check out Mark's bio. He would probably be a great presenter at your next event. Well, I hope we get to meet each other. Maybe. Are you going to influence this year? Are you NSA? 
influence guy? You know, we've got three grandkids and uh, two of them are taking a boundary water canoe trip up to northern Minnesota with their parents. And so we get Una, our three-year-old, to take care of during Una week. So while they're oh. gone, we've got Una. It happens right during influence. So grandchild, hang out with a bunch of other speakers. Grandchild, other speakers. I think we're going to go with Una. Or yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I think that's the right decision. Well, everybody, thank you for uh, joining us today. Thank you for being Mark, uh, being with me and with Mark. And ev again, everybody, check out Mark Sharonbrock. It's spelled S-C-H-A-R-E-N-B-R-O-I-C-H. E-I-E-I-O. E-I-E-I-O. Everybody, enjoy today. Thank you again so much, Mark. Check out NiceBike.com. Check out the book. Sounds like a really interesting read. Mark, thanks again. Thanks, Will. It's great spending time with you. Same here. Enjoy today, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow. No more, no more complaining people. Their lives are changing. We're flying high, creating a complaint-free world. No more, no more complaining people. Their lives are changing. We're flying high, creating. Complain free world, no.